Oh, you stupid car. <laughs> okay. One moment. All right. Let's try this again. Okay. So this stupid car, the Tesla, uh, you're supposed to be able to... Oh, it's up there. Bingo. You're supposed to be able to uh, program your phone to be a key for this car, which I have done. And it works about 50% of the time. Uh, it will not recognize my phone. Let's see if it even knows if I'm driving. Oh, it's got my name there. Okay. But, so, because the key doesn't work, you get a key with the Tesla. It's not actually a key. It's a little RFID credit card. That's what it is. Um, so, if you don't... Uh, you can't drive the car, obviously, without uh, a key being recognized, whether that is a... Uh, a cell phone, which you've assigned as a key, or the credit card. So, I just tried to start the car, and you heard that error message. And, uh, because it's not recognizing my cell phone. Uh, so thank you, Tesla, for your brilliant... Or maybe it's the iPhone. I mean, we can't blame Tesla for every problem in our lives. It could be my iPhone, so anyway, I just had to go and get the uh, credit card key. But we're we're functioning now, so let's get out of here. We'll open the garage door. Going into town today to do a couple of minor errands. I have a couple of things to tell you about. Oh, by the way, I am the Faye driver. I'm going to talk about my dead aunt. And I got a job that doesn't pay any money. So I'll talk about that as well. As I just as I roll out the garage here onto the crunchy frozen snow, everything's melting around here. Close the garage door, um, and we're actually having just a little bit of minor precipitation this morning. This is why I'm driving this Tesla today because it's dirty, and I'm gonna go get it more dirty. So, um. Now, my family situation is that um, my father, who is very British, had a sister. Um, they, uh, their family, their very English family, um, his mother and father, both came to Canada when they were fairly young and, of course, met each other in the church. So my English grandfather and my English grandmother um, got married and had three children, actually. Um, but they were they were very very British. Um, <clears throat> when we would go to Grandma's house, it was all very posh, you know. Uh, they had a, a quite a. A substantial home in in the uh, the very nice section of Vancouver, um, just off the UBC properties. For those people who are familiar with Vancouver, this house was amazing. It had crystal doorknobs, 
and uh, you know, like leaded uh, the doors. There were doors between all the rooms, like you know the uh, the uh, sitting room and the dining room and the kitchen. They were all separated by these really beautiful glass French doors with leaded glass panes in them. And there was the sitting room, and the furniture was all really old. And the floors were beautiful hardwood floors with, you know, inlaid, um, you know, designs running around, you know, running along them. Um, Like, it was a pretty posh place. And the bathrooms had all these mosaic tiles, (laughs) you know, the really tiny one inch by one inch tiles. And, you know, the bathrooms would have these designs in them. The other thing is the kitchen floor, which was linoleum, um, uh, had a huge medallion of the sun and and the earth. Like there was this, uh, there was this uh, medallion in the center of the kitchen, and it was all a single piece of linoleum. I don't know how they did it, but uh, but it was this very sort of. Uh, 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 esoteric sun moon uh, medallion thing going on in the kitchen Um, and then (laughs) and then in the basement was this um, gigantic furnace It, it, it must have been an oil burning furnace but the thing was took up half of the basement some air flowing in here. Let's see. To the windshield, please. Um, knock that up. Oh, stupid. I hate the controls on this car. It's three. Okay. Um, so <laughs> the furnace was this like like it was <clears throat> it was almost like a gigantic pot belly stove in a way. Um, but then it had all of these ducks coming out of it every which way it was just like a it was so freaky man it was like a giant spider in the basement because out of out of the top of this thing would come all of these ducks which would obviously deliver warm air to all corners of the house but there were like eight or ten of these spidery leg type ducks which would they were to be all angles. It was just the most bizarre thing. It was so freaky going down in the basement of that house. Um, so I have all these memories of this very strange place. Of course, when you went to Grandma's, because Grandpa died when my father was in his early 20s or late teens. So Grandpa Eric, I never knew Grandpa Eric. But, uh, you know, we would go to Grandma's house, Gertrude, and, um, (laughs) you know, you'd never go to Grandma's unless you were dressed in a, in a shirt, uh, a suit. Um, so, uh, like, it was always a big deal to go to, to go to Grandma's house. Um. And you always had to be on your best behavior. And of course, you, typically we would only go there for Christmas and maybe, you know, Easter or something like that. Um, so it was a it was a large family affair. Like the whole everybody would come. Oh my goodness! Look at 
gonna go for it. We're gonna get out of here if we don't. Getting uh, just getting onto the freeway here. Everyone's flying like mad. 110 kilometers an hour. Uh, so there would be these big family affairs, and uh, you know, there you'd have like three forks and uh, dessert spoons and everything was very proper. Well, anyway, so um, my, my father had a sister, Auntie Lorraine, and she just died a couple, uh, this week, about a, maybe a week and a half ago now. Um, she was very badly afflicted with Alzheimer's. She was hospitalized She spent four years in palliative care. She was basically a vegetable. So, uh, this is a blessing, I think, that uh, Auntie Lorraine finally passed away because she was definitely the husk of the woman that she was. Now, Auntie Lorraine married a Frenchman... (laughs) And we would occasionally go to their house for visits. And that was quite interesting, too. Because they also had a very posh house. Um, So, uh, I do have all these memories of Auntie Lorraine and and, uh, her French husband. They were very proper. And, of course, we were the black sheep of the family as soon as my father divorced or separated from his wife, then we were like, hmm, well, tisk, 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 you know? <laughs> so, uh, certainly, uh, uh, I have a lot of, I have a lot of positive memories about Auntie Lorraine. I'm gonna let this guy pass me. He's in a huge hurry. All right, off you go, trucker. Oh my god. Um, So, uh, you know, I'll raise a glass. Cheers to Auntie Lorraine. I hope you're in a better place now. Um, uh, You had a positive impact in my life in many ways. Uh, She had a great... She had quite a good sense of humor. So... uh, will uh, I will keep those memories in my heart <clears throat> so there you go that's uh, good old Auntie Lorraine 89 years old boy can't that's a, just a long time to live so now I got myself a bit of a job I've uh, hooked up with a volunteer organization that lives out in my area out here in the country. And uh, what we do is we give rides to... um, Not necessarily, but primarily older folks to take them to their medical appointments and to get prescriptions and uh, various things like that. The, the, the primary focus is helping people get to their... To, to take care of their medical needs. And so I'm signing up as a volunteer driver 
I've been going through a bunch of training. So um, this is all a nonprofit organization. It's operated by donations. So if you're a, you're a rider, then you would phone in and request an appointment to take you, or you know, or request the car to take you to your doctor's appointment or pharmacy or whatever. And then we come and pick you up. We drive you to your appointment and uh, you know return you back to your home. And for that service, you are requested to make a donation. So I'm quite. Uh, I think I'm happy to be involved in this uh, organization. Obviously, it'll be something that I enjoy immensely, as I do enjoy driving. Even though drivers frustrate me quite a bit other drivers <laughs> and um, uh, you know the training we've been going through is all a lot of the training because a lot of the people who are involved in this organization are retirees because that's who lives out in my little you know burg out in the country a lot of retirees out there um, so there's a lot of there's a, a large focus on the fact that you're if you're old you're probably losing all your ability to drive your vision your reaction time and all this kind of stuff so there's a there's a generous amount of education on being aware of your um, skills and abilities or lack thereof okay, I don't want to be behind the logging truck go 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 little black Honda miserable out here. The roads are wet. We're getting thrown up mud. <clears throat> Car's getting all dirty. My windshield's dirty. For those of you who've driven with me know I don't use my windshield wipers. <laughs> so um, there's a large focus on uh, accident prevention and uh, oh, the, the, the educator is just going. The, the guy was a was involved in one of the British Columbia driving safety organizations. So you know, there's a big uh, there's a big focus on drive this. Drive, you know, you, you five miles over the <clears throat> faster is four times <laughs> when you double your speed you quadruple your stopping distance and, and all that kind of garbage um, so a heavy focus on safe obvious well I mean obviously we're taking people we're driving people uh, to to all around and you, you of course you want to be a safe driver and I promise I will endeavor to drive safely um but I am, uh, I am giving a little eye roll to all of this education about, you know, there's all these statistics. 267,000 people are in accidents uh, on average a year. 87,000 people die or something like that. I don't know, all these statistics. So they're really pushing uh, that we need to drive slowly and safely. But anyway, it's kind of fun. I'm enjoying it. Um, <coughs> I've not yet uh, driven any clients around. We're still going through the uh, 
the education and the I got to test and make sure that uh, my driving abilities uh, match their requirements. So I'll be having a driver's test in here soon, um, and we got to get through our training days as well. So everybody else who's in this in this training, they're all in their like upper 60s, 60 and 70 year old. And of course, everything is being done over Zoom at the moment. So uh, the first training day, uh, there was like a half an hour spent trying to get one of these volunteers connected over the Zoom. Of course, he couldn't do it. So they finally gave up and just left him behind and carried on with our with our training day. So there's all these old guys. One guy's got his mic left open and his wife keeps coming in and talking to him and stuff like that. And of course he doesn't know how to mute himself. So these are the kind of <laughs> these are the kinds of adventures we're experiencing here <laughs> on our training days. Our Zoom training with the with the uh, old codgers. Anyway, I'm looking forward to being involved in this. I think it's going to be kind of fun, um, and I get to get to uh, flex my chauffeur muscles. They're looking for chauffeur quality drivers, so I'm hoping that I'll I will qualify. I'm sure I'll be fine. And we're driving an electric car. We have we'll have an electric Bolt with a B as in Bravo, Chevy Bolt. Uh, to drive our customers around in. So I'm looking forward to driving that car. I'm sure it's a hundred times better than a Tesla. <sighs> all right. I think that, that's all I'm going to... Uh, that's it for me for now. That's as much as I have. Um, so, oh, you know, I do have a car question or a car situation. That Peter G. mentioned on Twitter... Uh, about the way that car companies are now basically building subscription services into their their cars where you have to pay a fee a monthly fee to use heated seats and the heated steering wheel and uh, you know I I find this to be revolting <laughs> It's just horrible what they're trying to do. Of course, it makes perfect sense. It's brilliant. You know, you're going to sell this car to the buyer and then you're going to keep them on the hook by charging them a monthly fee to use the options that you have in your car. I mean, it's absolutely outrageous, but it's a brilliant income stream. And, you know, this has been happening with computer software for, for several years now. And, uh, you know, like uh, we have now um, uh, this stupid car. I hate this car. Windshield wipers. Ugh. Ugh. Um, can you imagine having to pay monthly fee to use your heated seats? Like, that's fucking ridiculous. And, uh, I mean, but, uh, uh, 
we should have seen this coming because they've been doing it for several years now. When you, in my electric BMW, you know, you had this app that you could turn the car heat on and lock the doors and program the charging. And of course, Tesla does this as well. But in order to have access to this feature, you had to pay, you know, a hundred bucks a year or you got four years free um, when you first bought the car. And then after that, that's it. You're done. We're turning off this, this, this free service. If you want to continue, you got to pay in. You got to buy in and, and renew your annual subscription to the, uh, to, to the app to give you all this functionality. Well, I mean, now they're just bumping it up a step. If you want to use your heated seats, it's going to charge you $9.95 a month or who knows what. It's absolutely ridiculous. And I think it's a horrible cash grab. So I am not a fan. I'm not the least bit surprised. And I think those car companies can go F themselves. Uh, <clears throat> all right. I am the Faye driver. If you have a car question, everyone's driving in a very big hurry today. You can email me at podcast at pinkwheelnuts.com. Thanks for listening. This show is part of the Pride 48 network of LGBTQ and LGBTQ friendly podcasts. You can find more LGBTQ friendly podcasts at pride48.com. What? <laughs>